Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week five is done. Week six upon us. Uh, moving very quickly, uh, you know, Wiz, I would have told most people if you had said to me at the start of the season that Geno Smith would be the number six fantasy quarterback, I would have called you crazy. Uh, a running back like Josh Jacobs, who uh, I ran away from like he was the plague, uh, currently in the top five in running backs. And uh, this is the way uh, the start of the fantasy football season has gone thus far, Wiz. Yeah, there's been some uh, real twists and turns, uh, so to speak. Some real letdowns with some players that uh, I know I had high hopes for. And I'm sure everyone out there also disappointed by some players. Some things that uh, were probably difficult to forecast. But <clears throat> you're five weeks in and uh, we have to adjust and, um, and, uh, and, and kind of uh, pivot a little bit. So... Um, that's the thing when it comes to fantasy football. You have to be able to pivot on a dime, and uh, that's what we're uh, we're going to talk about as well uh, as the season goes on about some of these guys and who have been disappointments. And Geno Smith and Josh Jacobs are uh, two of the biggest, you know, surprises this year that – have just been outstanding in terms of uh, quarterback and running back, respectively. Yeah, no question about it. And then, you know, you talk about pivoting, and I think you know if you're own certain, play, you know, we've talked about Russell Wilson quite a bit here. Uh, I think Najee Harris, I think a, a running back that was drafted top ten in most leagues. I think there's a lot of worry going. Around. I, I'd be, I'd be, very, I don't own the player in any league, but if I own the player, I, I'd be extremely worried about what I see there. Um, yeah, I think there's a, a lot of complexities. It's a, it's a long season, right? There's no question about it. It's a very long season. It's a 14-week season, so so things could shift further. We, we've seen a little bit more uh, injury-related uh, stuff that's popped up after this week. I, I want to talk about last night's game, Wiz, real quick here. Um, you know, two things, I think, to well, three things, I think, to watch out for, or three comments, if you will. Uh, first off, this this roughing the passer stuff that's going on, it's just, just outrageous. The NFL is, and when we were kind of going texting back and forth, there has to be some kind of review process on what's going on because if people take a look at it again, it's clear as day to see what happened. Another lousy call uh, in, in a second 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 uh, nationally televised game in a row. We've seen that happen. It's just ridiculous. Uh, we saw Darren Waller go out of the game pretty early. I think that will have some uh, – potential impacts in terms of waiver wire, so you want to keep an eye on that. Uh, I know the Raiders are, are, are on a bye week, but yeah, I, I want to I see. I've seen two different angles of the incident that happened after the game was with Devontae Adams uh, pushing a camera guy out of the way. Um, I've, I've got an opinion. I think there's probably a bit of an overreaction, and I don't think the player is going to get suspended, but uh, curious what you think about uh, some of the things I just brought up. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I've been saying this for a while. Um some of these calls, you know, it's just random which ones they could review and which ones they can't. So I will say that these roughing penalties, um, need, these these misconduct penalties need to be reviewed. And the other thing that I've been saying for the longest time is pass interference penalties need to go to the college system where if it's the play is less, if the interference happens less than 15 yards from the line of scrimmage, it's a spot foul. If it's 
pass 15 yards and the penalty is a 15-yard play. I mean, some of these penalties are just game-changing plays where they're just giving a team a touchdown. And some of them are obvious interferences. Some of them are very, very close judgment calls. I just hate the... um, the, how, how how crucial these penalties are and all these other penalties are five yards, 10 yards. I just don't understand why a penalty can be 40 or 50 or 60 yards of penalty yardage depending on how long the pass is. So I think all pass interference is penalties should go to the college system and should be 15 yards because some of them are very close to if it's pass interference or not. I just think the uh, the the the, the, the penalty that these teams get in terms of yardage uh, are game-changing plays, and uh, I don't agree with that. And I think the, the NFL really needs to look at that in the offseason and, re- and reviewing to what you said, these misconduct penalties as well. Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, it just seems absurd. But uh, anyway, I, but you go ahead. I'm curious about one thing. Well, I'm, I'm curious because I, I, I think Adams – is going to get a game, and I think he deserves a game. I'm curious why you don't think he's going to get a game. What so, deserves a game? So there's a second angle that came out after the initial one came out that when you when you see it, and if you're, if you're Devontae Adams, I mean, the guy just comes flashing across him. And I think it was more of an instinctive reaction. Uh, it, 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 you, you have to look. So there's an angle where he's walking. There's an angle where he's walking and you're looking at him from the side profile. There is another angle where you are walking behind Devontae Adams, and you see this happen. And if it was me and somebody came at me like that, I'm pushing that, I'm pushing that somebody out of the way just instinctively. And it's when I look at that angle where I think he was startled and kind of shocked. And I think if, if you look at it from the two angles, your impression would be different. My, my initial impression was exactly what you said, that he's going to get a game. And when I see the second angle, I have a different opinion. Well, the thing for me is not so much the angle or what you're talking about is the afterwards. See, when you see NFL players and they, you know, they, they, a lot of times in the end zone on the sidelines, they'll bash into photographers all the time. And it's an accident completely, but almost all of them, almost every single one of them will stop. They'll check on the guy or a, a woman, depending who it is. They'll help them up. We've seen that happen over and over again. Devontae Adams shoved the guy to the ground and he was angry and it wasn't like, oh, okay, this was not somebody who was out to harm me or this was not an accident. And, I, you know, I, I want to check on his well-being. He shoved the guy to the ground and just kept on walking like yeah, he could care less. I, I agree. And, this is, and what I'm saying is he kept on walking after he realized it wasn't somebody who was a danger to him and it was something that he shouldn't have done. Why did he just keep on walking like that? He just he looked. That's the big thing to me. It's not the view of it. It's what he did afterwards. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. I would just say this. Devontae Adams is not a player that's caused trouble in, in this league before. And I think that kind of works in his favor. But I, I, I'm I'm just highlighting that potentially we're going to be looking at a situation. Uh, and you may be right that he gets one game. Uh, but it, obviously it'll be looked at. and uh, uh, the, the scrutiny is there. And, and you'll have to potentially make preparations for that in week seven. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Look, I could see all outcomes. I could see nothing. I could see a fine. I could see a suspension. I, I think all of those outcomes are, are a possibility, but 
Boy, it's going to be difficult to give Mike Evans a game for having a skirmish on the field where he shoves Lattimore, and then a guy just shoves somebody you know after the game's over who's not a player or anything like that. He he doesn't get a game. I don't know what that's going to look like, but uh, we'll 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 see how it plays out. But the Raiders have lots of issues, and uh, that just tacks on to them. Oh yeah, no, no question about it. And uh, you know, I did mention we uh, we're going to be dealing with injuries, and now we're dealing with bye weeks, which makes uh, you know situations a little bit more challenging for for some people. Four teams off this week: uh, the Raiders, the Texans, the Lions, and uh, one more. It's slipping my mind right now. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that in front of me. I, 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 know, I know those three teams definitely. So hey, you just want to be prepared for these things. So, you know, let's go into some wave of wires here and potential ads. Uh, so Baker Mayfield, who maybe w- potentially would have been a backup quarterback for one of those quarterbacks. Uh, you know, if you have if, if Derek Carr is a guy that you're using, you know, he's gone now. Uh, Geno Smith, to me, should not be on anybody's waiver wire. If in a two-quarterback league, you should have that player on a roster. He's a, a very capable guy right now. I want to see what happens with Teddy Bridgewater slash Tua Togaviola. Um, and I think Kenny Pickett, you know, yesterday, uh, Sunday, was... Look, it was a hostile environment. They were behind. It wasn't his fault. The defense, you know, was just getting rolled over. Like I thought, Kenny Pickett in his first full NFL start held up pretty well in Buffalo. Was oh yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah. Look, the, the Steelers are going to stick with him no matter what. But I mean, I agree that Geno Smith is probably the best available if he is available in your league. Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be leads with Zach Wilson is available as well. Um, you know, that's, um, that, that's another player. There's a lot of talent on that Jets offense, and they look to be clicking and, and playing well. So, uh, yeah, and uh, I think uh, if, if you get another start from Skylar Thompson, I don't think that's the worst pick as well, um, just considering – the weapons that that team has on offense. So that, that's kind of limited with bye weeks and, 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 and teams, I'm sure, in preparation for bye weeks, picking up quarterbacks maybe last week. But that's kind of looks the way it is to me at, um, at quarterback this week. All right. And, uh, at running back, uh, you know, the biggest injury last weekend and, uh, was, was uh, Rashad Penny going down. Uh, unfortunately, a player that just can't seem to stay healthy. He's going to be out for the year. Uh, Kenny Walker, uh, you know, the two leagues in which I own Rashad Penny, I also have Walker on, on, the, on my roster, so uh, I have that benefit. Uh, I, I am one of these guys that does like to handcuff players, uh, especially in a situation where you're dealing with a player who's oft injured. So, He's going to be the hottest waiver wire pickup at running back. Uh, we talked a lot about Antonio Gibson's decline in usage, and you know Brian Brian Robinson comes off, and I'm, not that the Washington com- Commanders are a good football team, but uh, the fact of the matter is Brian Robinson's ready to take over that backfield, uh, despite the fact that he was shot six weeks ago. Uh, Antonio Gibson is is a cut candidate, and. Uh, I think on a weekly pickup, but it could be morphing into something where, and this is a player what I don't own in any leagues, and that's James Conner, um, where I felt he was getting older and, you know, last year very t- touchdown dependent. Now, you know, Benjamin has a spark in his step. Uh, he's going to be the, and Darrell Williams also went down in that game. So t- to me, uh, that's going to be one of the hotter pickups out there was. Yeah, just to go back, uh, what we were talking about a second ago, the Titans, the Texans, the Lions, 
and the Raiders are the four teams that have uh, bye weeks uh, this week. And yeah, you know, Benjamin, um, it looks more and more. They're bringing in, the, you know, guys off the street to practice, see if they can make the team for the Cardinals. So that's an ominous sign that Connor is probably going <clears> to <throat> miss the week, making, you know, Benjamin kind of a priority pickup. I'm assuming if you had Rashad Penny or the owner who had Rashad Penny, kind of had uh, or should have had Kenny Walker as a handcuff. Um, so those two guys, uh, Brian Robinson is a guy that, you know, was drafted in a lot of leagues and that shooting happened after most drafts. So I'm going to assume that people were able to buy all the player or kept the player on their roster, you know, for him to get back into the, ro- you know, back into the starting lineup. So, uh, those are the key guys that you mentioned. Um, I haven't heard anything about Jonathan Taylor for this week, but um, Naheem Hines, is any early stuff about him? I know he's just uh, suffered that concussion, one of the first few plays of the game, and uh, Deion Jackson looked good in there. So uh, I guess if there was something about Jonathan Taylor missing again, he'd be a guy that I would be looking at. But I would say the guy, out of all the guys that, most likely available, you know, Benjamin seems to be the priority pickup. All right, good stuff. So why don't you take us out at uh, wide receiver? Yeah, wide receiver. I mean, some of these injuries are just, you know, really, really piling up. Um, And, uh, you know, Mike Thomas has missed some time, and now Chris Olave as well. Uh, So, you know, the, the the passing attack hasn't been great with the, with the Saints, but you may see some of those other guys who've, you know, been off to a slow start, a start on the bench, getting in there for, for the Saints, depending on uh, which guy they use. I think Marquez Valdez-Scaling became more prominent in the Chiefs' offense, so that would be a player that I, I think, you know, I'd be looking at if he was available. Um, uh And then as far as some of these other guys go, it just seems like with a lot of these teams, it's very, very hit or miss with who gets the playing time, who takes advantage of it. So wide receiver, I think, is is very difficult um, to forecast. But uh, I think you want to be part, obviously, of the Chiefs offense and my break-the-slate guy, Khalil Shakur, of last week on the gambling uh, wagering show that we did. I talked about him and he played well. So he looks like he's going forward. He's going to be a player that I think people should keep their eye on and uh, somebody that, you know, you should be looking to pick up as well. Yeah. I was going to mention if McKenzie is out again, Shakir, uh, yeah, we, we, we liked that player last week and, and he, and he, he definitely showed up. Uh, I, I know in the past, Darius Slayton has had uh, a rapport with Daniel Jones. Not that the giants are, are throwing the ball all over the lot, but uh, a, a situation that I think is worth monitoring is what I would say. Um, Rondell Moore gets the benefit of another game, of course, without, um, DeAndre Hopkins, and he, he's running a lot more routes, and, and, and he was he was pretty active in that football game. I, I think they have to find more creative ways to get him the football. They did a better job of it this past week. Alec Pierce has kind of surprised me. Well, well he's not surprised me thinking that he would pop up. It, it, it's What's his name? is uh, Paris Campbell has been just so awful 
so Pierce has really stepped in and, and taken up that su- second receiving spot behind Pittman. Um, and a guy who's very low ownership, but he's got three games in a row uh, over 80 yards receiving. I think that's getting tough to ignore. And, you know, is I'm at the point, I own uh, Chase Claypool in, in one league. Um, that might be zero leagues uh, after this week because uh, I'm kind of tired of the players' act. Uh, but George Pickens, to me, who's rostered in probably about 50% of leagues, uh, t- to me, he has definitely become the, the second option in this offense. And uh, it's clear to me that Kenny Pickett uh, has, a, has an affinity for that player. Um, so that, 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 that's what, those are the players I thought I should mention as well. Yeah, I just, sometimes I didn't mention because I, I just assumed that, you know, Pickens after several good games um, is rostered, but certainly uh, he he's a player that you should be, you know, looking at a priority pick up a wide receiver if he's uh, if he's not. I don't know what the heck you're doing with Chase Claypool still on any teams. He's just, you know, I can't, I can't watch him uh, at all anymore. But, uh, yeah, I think um, – I think, uh, you know, you have to really pay attention to who's going to be playing this week and who's not going to be playing because you'd love to have somebody in that Bills-Kansas City game that's going to be playing this week. And uh, Shakir, if he's going to get uh, the start, is someone to keep your eye on for sure. Yeah, no question. Uh, moving to tight end, Wiz, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a frustrated Dalton Schultz owner in a couple of leagues. Uh, he looks like he got hurt again with his PCL. Uh, that's a situation that needs monitoring. I, I had mentioned last week that Daniel Bellinger w- was starting to come around for the Giants. He scored a touchdown this past week. He's a player that's going to be on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, Hunter Henry, two weeks in a row, five targets in that offense. He definitely benefited from John o. Smith being out. He's too good a player. they got to find a way to use him. Um, but I think that's something to monitor as well. And, uh, of course, Taysom Hill, not that he's going to explode like he does, like he did in this past game, but I think he's got more of those type of weeks in him where he's going to run the ball seven to ten times, and, you know, it kind of hurts, uh, I guess, Kamara's touchdown because he's going to – touchdown ratio. But Taysom Hill looks like he wants to stick around and make noise in uh, uh, in the fantasy season as we move ahead, Wiz. Yeah, I think when the um... – when the Saints get in that green zone, um, they really just want to bring him in there and just kind of run that quarterback sneak and uh, and let him do his thing. So obviously, a tight end, while he has tight end eligibility, you're getting a lot of value there. And then my other guy is Kate Otten. I just love this guy. Um, he was my other break the slate guy. I think he had six or seven targets, and the only one he missed was a tight end screen that he may have been a walk in touchdown, ironically. But uh, he played well. And when it gets when, you, when it comes to guys like Brady and Rodgers, like once they start showing confidence in you and they have your trust, it really could start to snowball quickly in a big way for them in, in terms of fantasy value. And uh, he's just a guy that, to me, when you're looking at, at your opposition to be Kyle Rudolph and Cameron Braid, who is coming off that brutal concussion, he's just somebody that you want to have in that offense with Brady. Yep, I don't disagree. Brady loves throwing to his tight end, so no, no question about that. No question about it. Um, all right, that's all I have, Wiz. Any, uh, any further thoughts here before we uh, wrap it up? No, that's about it. We have, looks like we have another exciting game on Thursday night. We oh. got the Bears and the Commanders. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I, I think I'm going to protest with it and not even watch it. Uh, 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 I think <laughs> an early line has the game right around pick'em in 38. I think so. Yeah. 
who the heck knows with this stuff. Uh, but we'll, 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 we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, Wiz, you have a good night. Nice job, and uh, good luck uh, making your uh, pickups this week. You got it. You're the same. <laughs>